What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Why in the world are we doing a, a quarterly update of what our coaches are doing in their financial freedom journey? Why is that even important? Because doing a monthly would just be overkill. So, so let's just do it quarterly. Uh, this is a very, very important topic. And literally right before our roundtable call, I was, I was having a, another call with a husband and wife. And we're looking at setting up a system on the wife. And she asked the question, why should I work with you? Mm. And I thought it was a great question. I'm like, thank you so much for asking. The, the, a lot of the reasons are, we practice what we preach. We set these systems up. We go out and we do passive income. And you know what? We step up to the plate. We take the swings. Some of them are hits. Some are misses. Some are sacrifice flies. Some are strikeouts. But we're getting up there and we're doing it. And we're doing it together as a team. And that's what we share in this episode. Well, and I think it comes down to humility, right? Like there's a lot of talking heads as it relates to the financial freedom space, right? There's a lot of people that will talk a big game. Oh yeah, I own a thousand doors or whatever. And they maybe they've lent $50,000 into a syndication that owns a thousand doors, right? It, that is not the same. Let's be real, okay? Like that guy is not that much farther ahead of you. And you need to have mentors. You need to have people who you can model behind. And if our coaches are not those people, then find somebody who is, but we want to give you the, the real nitty gritty, what's working, what's not, and what's on the horizon of each of these guys. And maybe you resonate with one thing that they said, or one thing that they didn't do that you wish you could do. I don't know. What, what are some other thoughts you have? This brings the real life aspect to it. And, and I don't want you to feel like you're out there on, on an island on your own. If, if the very first deal that you do, it doesn't quite go the way that you want. And you think, what am I doing wrong? You're probably doing nothing right. I mean, I just had a tenant get 10 months of free living and turn a brand new rental into his own personal garbage dump. Oh. And I've been doing long-term rentals since 2004, I think it is. It's going to happen, folks. And that's what we're going to go through. We're going to go through the wins. We're going to go through the losses and we're going to go through how we're preparing for tomorrow. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's not give away all the good stuff. Let's get to the other coaches here. Um, Mark, it's time to step up to the plate, step up to the table, excuse me, and let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, 
and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial issues just to help you get that next step towards financial freedom. I'm Joey, the Italian stallion Murray, but I am joined by the greatest coaches in the nation. They are going to get you to financial freedom. And we're going to start with our, our guy to the left here. He's the incredible, Mr. Incredible, the man with the million dollar smile. And here's the thing, his superpower. I can't, I can't call it. It's JD Hill. JD. Welcome my friend. Oh, I, you know, I love you, Joey, but I, I miss Russ. Um, because Russ nails the intro every time. Uh, Hey, I'm just being real. It, like I, I can't I, ever remember the, the, you know, I can't remember the, the punchline of any joke. So it is just what it is. So you are the punchline. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be uh, uh, talking about uh, the progress that we've made um, and uh, just discussing our financial freedom journeys. Cause I know obviously you and, and Russ do that uh, as well. And so for us to get a chance to talk about what we're doing, what's going well uh, is, uh, is, is, is fun for me to be able to do. Well, it's uh, let's, let's call it what it is. Okay. This is accountability. Come on. Right. If yeah. we've got people who are willing to say, Hey, these guys probably know something. I don't, I want to, I want to kind of get some leadership from this group. What in the world are you doing that is worth following? That's it. Right. That's in my mind, that's, this is our ability to do that. Well, you right? know, what's great too, is they say that measurement enhances performance, right? Or what gets measured gets done. And so, uh, now who is this that says, measurement enhances performance it's just it, they you, you know you know who they is um they say it and and i agree you know you gotta uh you gotta inspect what you expect check uh, check your source that's all i'm saying okay just just make sure on that you're you're saying that measurement doesn't enhance performance <laughs> i'm just saying check who, whoever said that um but we, <laughs> we will not digress any further we have to bring in the financial archaeologist, the guy who's going to dig deep below the surface of your finances to bring out the best in you, none other than my man, Ernie, downtown Ernie Brown. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh, hey, Joey. Uh, I wasn't going to say mix it up, man. That slide, but golly. I got to mix it up, man. Like we got to take this back to Jurassic Park. Okay. And get you digging up some dinosaur bones. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be your archeologist. Thank you. And, Thank and you shout out that. to my Sicilian queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of you that don't know what Ernie just said, you, that means you're not a part of a community because Russ found somebody in our city with a license plate tag that said Sicilian queen. And it was a, the, the license plate that said Joey across the tag. Can you imagine the chances of that? It's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. But wow. that's not what we're talking about today. Ernie, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your journey. And before we get to, to the gooch here 
any any like initial thoughts well i like i like that we call this the coach's corner yes we we do we really do have an opportunity to talk about uh, all these ideas but here's an opportunity to talk about our ideas and as i was saying earlier i am inherently biased towards myself <laughs> i confess i am biased towards myself you like your ideas so yes i, I like this i like this podcast well, good, good. Well, again, we're not alone. I'm going to bring in the retiree of our group, Mr. Catch Me If You Can, the co-pilot on this show, Mark the Gooch Haraguchi. Mark, welcome, my friend. Oh, Matt, it really is just like a plane wreck. Just, you know, you're balling it up, rolling down the runway, just a big old bunch of flame. Dude, I'm not the co-pilot. Come on now. Okay, I I'll be your co-pilot. How exactly. That? There you go. Yeah. No, yeah. I, oh. Hey, that's true. That's true form, though. A good pilot would never succumb to being the co-pilot, would he? Well, I, actually, to, to be perfectly honest, a, a very good captain is extremely confident in delegating and ah. letting someone else take the lead. So uh, I, I guess I'm going to have to go ahead and delegate and, and hope that you can take the lead on this one. Uh, <laughs> I always enjoy this because, you know, it, it's it's fun to talk about you know, some of the things that we're doing and actually put some, some practical, you know, things that are happening in our, our worlds and share with everyone, because let's face it, it's not all unicorns, rainbows, and cotton candy, uh, nor is it a hundred unicorns, especially with a .com. Um, but you know, that's, if, if we're going to talk about wins, you know, hits, but those are at bats, hits and misses. Yes. Um, that let's, let's definitely get into it because I think it, it, when we were at the Austin mastermind, not that I wanted to hear about other people, you know, having failures, but it is kind of comforting and reassuring at times to hear the wins, but also to hear some of the fumbles along the way and to know that it's not the end of the world and you can recover and let's learn from it and let's move forward. So the fumbles, when you say, speak of fumbles, you're talking about my introduction. Is that what you're saying kind of along those yeah, lines? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's about as PG as I could, I could rate that one. <laughs> All right, well, we are, to your point, we are gonna cover three things today. What's working, what's not, and then what is on the horizon. We're in true form to the first quarter update. That's what we're gonna do today. And um, JD, I'm gonna start with you under what is working right now. Right now, yeah. Is um, house flipping. Okay, tell me more. So we um, set out this year to, to hit a goal and uh, we built out basically things that we needed to do each quarter in order to do that. Um, and we have been hyper-focused on just that. And so we had our best month ever. Uh, and in that month, we basically achieved over one third of what our goal was supposed to be for the entire year. That's just like this last month, May. Correct, for the month of May, yeah. We, we accomplished over a third of what our goal was for the entire year. Well, obviously that sounds like a big month. Compare it to, so since this is this as a second quarter update, mm -hmm. compare your first quarter and second quarter, even though we're not 100% through June yet. Yeah, so um, it's over a hundred percent increase from Q one to to where we are in just through the end of May. 
Okay. Now, most people would say that means he just like bought a lot more homes, sold a lot more homes. What what would you like? What would you give the credit to as far as seeing that much of an increase? What can we learn from you? Yeah. So for for us, it was being extremely focused. Uh, and for 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 us, a big thing was building out infrastructure and processes uh, to make sure that as we continue to scale and grow, um, that those things are repeatable um, and and systematic. And so while there's a bunch of really cool things that we can try to get into, like multifamily and you know, some of these other cool, cool stuff that's out there. Um, we wanted to, to set those things aside for a minute and say, those are really good, but we're not going to focus on them this quarter. And so we really just put blinders on. We hired a consultant to help us build out infrastructure, staffing protocols, uh, accountability charge, process maps, all the stuff that most people look at is like kind of boring. But the reality is, is that it's made all the difference in the world for us to really, really move super fast. I'm just focused. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a correlation here. If I could. Yes. One of our critical components of both of our masterminds, right? We're talking about the inner circle, Mm -hmm. which if you were a part of the inner circle right now, you would be watching this live. And and I I don't want to downplay that. There's lots of really cool things that happen in this time with our inner circle members. And if you haven't joined that already, go to wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call jump on with one of these coaches and they'll walk you through what that looks like and how you can be a part of it. Okay. But both in the inner circle and our passive income mastermind for accredited investors, one of the critical components is infrastructure out of the three pillars of each one infrastructure, passive income, and tax strategies. Why is infrastructure so important? Because it forces you to right size your opportunity with what, is going on right now and to get ready for the growth. Like that's what I heard as you're saying that, I mean, agree or disagree with what I'm saying. I I couldn't agree more. The, the thing I think a lot of entrepreneurs and investors oftentimes neglect is the infrastructure piece, right? It's, it's the things that to me, it, it really helps to materialize the business, right? Cause, cause you go from a hobby to now you actually have a business that's scalable and potentially even sellable. Well, and can I throw something else in there? Is Please. it possible that you could make it more passive by oh, adding more infrastructure? Well, so, so, so that's the ultimate goal is because on our uh, accountability uh, map that we built out, there's a CEO spot and a COO spot, but above that is the owner's box. And so our goal as owners, because obviously we're in the owner's box, is to remove ourselves totally from every other aspect of the business and hire a CEO and hire a COO, and we stay in the owner's box. That way we never have to actually shut down the, the machine and the engine. And we just pay people to actually manage and run it, pay them really well, and we sit in the owner's box. So it becomes totally passive. Well, and, and as we're talking about this being an accountability moment, like we're talking through this, that business currently is not a passive business. It's not a passive income right now. It, that is correct. It is not a, a, in this moment, a passive income. No, but it but, is the, the foundation to get there. But so many of the people that we help in the inner circle in particular have to start where you're at. They have to start with a business that may be a side hustle. It may be mm-hmm. their own business. That's right. And they're trying to find ways to do exactly what you're saying, hire themselves out 
or hire somebody in their place so that it becomes passive. But it is an asset that you've built that can become a huge passive income if done right. And so that I just want people to take away, like, take the value of what JD's saying right now and invest in yourself, right? Join the inner circle and be a part of these conversations because this is what's going to help you gain that same vision and, and make your current side hustle or business a passive business. So without, you know, continuing on JD, I got to get to earn. Yeah, earn. You what's working right now? What is working right now? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that my tenants are probably at work right now. <laughs> what makes you say that? What makes you think that? Uh, I mean, they, they, they've been paying their rent. That money, so somebody's um, going to work. I'm pretty sure that they're going to work and, <laughs> and they're taking that active income and, and they give it to me and I take that as passive income. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that they're working because the rent's getting paid. That is, that's a beautiful thing. And you're talking, give us a little bit more detail as to what that is. Yeah, that, that is a, a triplex that my business partner and I, aka my bride and my wife, <laughs> uh, decided to purchase together. And, uh, and it's a, it's a three unit uh, building, it's triplex. And uh, they, you know, those, those tenants have been faithful so far. Have you had any sort of capital expenditures to repair anything in the first or second quarter? Or what do we do? We just, just turnkey moving on. Anything yeah, like that? The, the turnkey has been good. The, the one thing is there was, you know, maybe, maybe somebody got sick or something. We had a, we had a late fee. We had to charge somebody. Uh, that's, that's the only exciting thing going on there. So what, what did you do whenever you saw that? The, did you get a little excited or did you, were you sad? Was, like what, tell me. I mean, I was excited. I'm not going to lie, but also, I mean, just a little bit concerned, you know, I just hope, I hope everybody's okay. But, but beyond that, it felt really good. Actually, I, I don't know if I told you guys this, that that property is up uh, east of Chattanooga over Memorial Day. We took a trip to North Carolina. And so on the way we, we stopped in Chattanooga and then on the way out drove by just to, just to look at things. And I was, you know, just get a little pit stop, see the, see the property, see what's going on in the town. And by the way, that this, this town is booming. Ah. We were talking about infrastructure. They're putting infrastructure in, in this town. And I, and I feel really good about that. So if I heard you correctly, Ernie, you made a business trip. Uh, yes, that, that, that turned into a business trip. Just wanted to make sure I <laughs> correctly. Yes. I love it. All right, Mark, what's working for you right now? Private lending. Uh, private lending is going really good. Uh, coordinated with uh, uh, a company down actually in Birmingham. They're buying you know, empty lots and then turning around and dropping homes on them and then selling them to institutional investors, if not private individuals. And so what they needed was a bridge. So we stepped in to fill the bridge on, I think it was like seven or eight plots. And it was about a three to a six month window that we were going to work with them on this bridge. And so the dollars went in, the plots were purchased. They've now found someone else who wants to come in and fund the actual home build because we didn't actually want to do the home build portion of it. We just wanted to bridge for the lot. And then they've got some other bank money coming in 
So we're about ready to get paid out plus interest. And nice. already uh, the majority of the dollars that went into that were the uh, liquidated retirement dollars that my fiance had in her retirement account that she said, all right, let's get these things out. Let's get them to work. Let's, let's, let's go do one of those deals. And so we kind of put a few of them on the table and this one was appropriate for what she wanted to do. So we put them in and now, now she's getting, so now, now, now the question is, well, you know, how did you feel about that one? And she's like, well, I really liked getting that money because I'm up 12% on that money. Whereas when it was in the other account as a qualified plan, it was a minus 10%. I said, so I said, so I'm hearing a 22% swing if I'm, if I'm doing the math right. <laughs> so you not only freed her friends from jail, yep. they immediately went to work and were significantly more effective. Exactly. And we had way more control over them. Now, we, we talk about land flipping on this show quite a bit. You know, our good friends, Mark Podolsky at The Land Geek and Scott Todd and Tate Litchfield and all those guys. This isn't called land flipping. This is just private lending against land. But it's another way creatively that you can get your dollars at work. So that's really cool. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. Um, let's get into what's not working because it's not all, as you say, 100unicorns.com. Am I right? Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> JD, we'll, we'll go to you. What's not working? Uh, the stock market. Uh, that's not working. <laughs> I, I mean, not, not for not for everybody. Right. It's not listening to the show. Correct. What, yeah. what about yeah. for you? Well, for me personally, right. Cause I'm not in the stock market, right. We are wealth without wall street. Um, what is, what is not working is, is actually our Ethereum mines. Mm. Um, that is, you know, been really, really slow the past couple of months. And we're, I mean, we're barely breaking even, um, in terms of what it costs to, to, to mine and house and, and all those fees associated relative to the amount of Ethereum that's being mined for us. Um, and I know when I first got it, we were getting, um, almost an entire Ethereum token, uh, every month. And, and now we're at like 0.2 to 0.4 a month. I mean, it has slowed dramatically. Uh, and and do then, you have any, any specific reasons why? Cause I mean, I've had, obviously I've had the same performance, right? Just curious if you had any insight into that. I, I wish I did. Uh, listen, the crypto space is still something that's <laughs> this, this conundrum for me that I don't fully understand. I just, I believe in it enough because I don't have a lot of faith in the dollar, right. That yep. I know something in that space is going to work. Uh, and so, so I believe that, you know, I, I need to definitely um, have have something there. 
but it's it's not my primary focus. But I do know that it's not working because I'm a I'm a numbers guy. I, I look at spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. Um, it's I I'm I'm looking at it all the time and making updates. I'm like this. I don't understand what's happening right now. This is I'm, I'm I text Russ. I don't know, probably once every two weeks. I'm like, dude, what's what's going on? How how are your minds doing? And uh, he's like, what's that? Right. He's like, I don't know. I, they're, they're fine. And I'm like, how are yours fine? But mine aren't, <laughs> you know, he doesn't know. <laughs> we, we might need to phone a friend. What do you think? We, that's, we should phone a friend actually. Well, I, I know that they're kind of winding down the proof of work for mm. Ethereum. Okay. And that very well may be what we're dealing with and that we might need to start mining a different coin. Um, I know that there are people way smarter than you and I combined that uh, will figure that out. and. That's a, the benefit of working with people that know what they're talking about, right? And, and and I will say to that point, though, I didn't just blindly jump in on getting Ethereum mines. The the operation that I'm, you know, participating in is unbelievably large, and and the individual um, that that manages all of it has millions of dollars of his own capital in the exact same mines that I'm in. Right. So so should they decide to pivot, it's going to be for my benefit too. Right. Yeah. So, so it wasn't completely blind and random. I just kind of, you know, threw a dart in the dark and, and crossed my fingers and said, Hey, I hope this works. Um, I wasn't that blind or naive to what I, the decisions that I was making. Um, but to, to answer your question directly in terms of like, why I, that I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Earn what's, what's not working right now. My, uh, my remote from the movie click is not working. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, early, early in 2022, had an opportunity to lend on a deal which fell through. And my next deal opportunity uh, is, is upcoming in August. And so it's been, it's been a bit painful, just the process of, of okay, what, what, is, what is the next opportunity as we're building cash? to do the deal and and you you build the cash and then you have a deal fall through and then you have to wait for the next opportunity and and man to be honest i'm getting a little i'm just ready to go yeah so the, what's not working is just time it's a little bit it's a little bit frustrating i wish i could speed it up a little bit okay so real time real time guys what how many clients are you working with that feel exactly like ernie right now they get fired up about passive income and they realize that there's some infrastructure that has to take place and there's some cash that needs to be set aside, but it's a, it's kind of dribbling in. It's not a, it's not gushing in as if they would have wanted it to be. I mean, am I the only one that had those experiences talking with people? No, no happens all the time. I mean, but this is reality, right? Yeah. What? So let me ask you this, Ernie, is there anything that you're doing? in light of that time gap that we can, we can gain from, like as far as investing your time elsewhere, your knowledge, anything like along those lines? Oh, probably. Uh, hopefully one of these things is, is useful. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me think about it. I would say that these, these months have been, I've looked at a lot of real estate because I, I really, for me, long-term rental real estate, I, I think multifamily is a great play. Uh, so I've, I've looked at a lot 
but it just hasn't been better than what I, what I think is next. And so that's been really helpful for me and for me to share some of those things with Caroline as well, and just repetition. Uh, so just looking, uh, I've done a lot of, of listening to podcasts. Uh, I haven't, uh, in this meantime, I've, I've sort of doubled down in my work with Wealth Without Wall Street and I actually went a little bit divergent and started listening to a lot of very traditional planners is, is where I've spent a good bit of my time just to hear, okay, what are the things that are being talked about? Because, right, I think, I think in line of the way that I think the majority of us think, which is let's control capital, let's find our own deals, let's invest for cash flow, let's set ourselves up for time freedom, not some future freedom. And, and so I've just been listening to those things just to learn the other perspective uh, as I've been, again, doubling down in, in my work with it within Wealth of That Wall Street. That's where I've spent the majority of my time. I appreciate you coming clean like that, Ernie, because we were about to have intervention. Hey, hopefully, uh, I, I had hopefully. heard you've been listening to some traditional financial planning <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey, we got to step in here. I've been listening to a lot of good stuff too. You know, there's a lot of bad, <laughs> but but also a lot of good. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> if you're all not right. prepared to listen to all sides of the story, how are you ever going to know how to address? some of the concerns and some of the fears that people have. I think that's brilliant. I, I do that actually all the time. I, I'll, I'll listen to certain things that I don't necessarily agree with, but if I'm not listening to it, how am I ever going to learn more? Like I want to understand what other people are thinking, whether it's about finance, whether it's about something happening in society or whatnot. Um, don't let yourself fall into an echo chamber. And I, I think like Ernie, I applaud you for, for bringing that and sharing that because that right there, all that does is help you better see the landscape and understand some of the concerns people are coming with. Um, and it just makes, it just makes it more nimble to be able to help. Yeah. Thanks Mark. And one other thing, just as you're saying that it made me think that Nelson Nash would talk about all the noise out there. Yes. Uh, and so just discerning what is noise, what's just repeated out there, but also just, we're in a very interesting time and I can't predict the future. Uh, so I want to hear what, what thought leaders are, are saying about what's going on and do my best to cut through what is noise and take action on, on what I believe is true. And so I think there's value just in that because we really are in some, some uncertain times right now. For well, sure. Definitely better than just putting your head in the sand, which I think there's a lot of people stuck right now in. So no doubt, no doubt about that. Uh, Mark, round us out on what's not working right now, and then we'll get into what's, what's the horizon look like. Turnkey short-term rentals, not working for me. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I got, uh, I, I got smoked, you know, and if, if this is a cautionary tale for everybody listening, please take this one to heart. Ernie just mentioned, you know, he had a deal fall through and he's got that, that itchy trigger finger. He's ready to pull the trigger. He's ready to jump into something. Um, please, please, please take your time, follow your DNA, make sure you're doing your best because if I would have slowed down, I probably might have not necessarily gone down the road with the turnkey short term rental I went with. And really, it could just be that I, I, I got the lemon, um, but man, do I have a lot of lemonade. Um, 
I'm I'm getting kind of tired. You know, it it, it is country time. It it is lemonade, but um, I I think I'm pretty well done with it. Uh, You know, they they just dumped a bunch of of product on the market uh, in one area. They were clearly out of their league in terms of setting it up, trying to get 20 something units going. We just cannibalized each other. They had to pull them off the market. They had to take two months of internal. And it's just been an entire poop storm. Um, and it, it, it really, it hasn't paid anything except siphoned money out of my wallet. And I'm like, well, I guess we're here. Let's see what we can learn. And patience, uh, man, getting pretty good at that one. Um, get, getting pretty good at that one. But uh, frustration is running high because this was supposed to make a lot of, uh, make a reasonable return and it has yet to do that. Okay, so knowing what you know now, yep. what questions do you ask if someone says, hey, I do turnkey short-term rentals, if you even consider them ever again, I don't know if that's in your, in your future, but what are the questions now that you bring to the forefront? Yeah, uh, give me a list of some of your other properties because I want to research them on Airbnb and find out what the reviews are. Because mm. if you're managing these companies and you're getting some sloppy reviews, oh man, that's a death sentence. It's, it's a death sentence. And That's you, know, you, you uh, tee that thing up and you find out right out of the gate, the very first review says, I walked in and the place was dirty. There was hair in the corner. Okay, so that was your very first review. I kind of think that should be like the best. That's like going on a first date. Yes. Like you need to roll up. Car is washed, waxed, vacuumed. You know, you got like the little green tree hanging to make it smell good. You know, after that, it's all downhill because, yeah, she's hooked, you know. <laughs> so, you know, asking some of those questions, hey, I want to see a list of, of your other properties. You know, how long have you been in them? You know, what's your turnover rate? Um, you know, how many clients have you gone that made it to fruition? How many have stayed with you? You know, asking some of those ugly questions. Um, and then someone else shared with me that, you know, always make sure that a- ask them who's doing their books. Are they in-house or are they third person? If, if they're third party, independent books, hmm, it sounds a little bit better because now they're being honest with themselves. Um, and I, I think probably that the greatest weapon in your arsenal for passive investing is, is, is a two letter word, which is no. Mm. Being able to say no to a deal and, and following your gut and walking away. So, man, that's, that's so that's good. Powerful. Yeah. I, I just, I just know that there's people that are getting pitched these done for you short-term rental opportunities. And I'm sure not all of them have the same, you know, experience that you've had, but I think it's good that we can learn and maybe start asking questions on the front end differently uh, based on your experience. Let's talk about the horizon. What is next? Um, JD. So we're obviously super heavy in real estate and we are paying very, very close attention to the market right now. And there's basically, you know, I guess you could say there's like basically two different buyers. You have institutional buyers, and then you have retail buyers and the institutional buyers are tightening up pretty heavy right now while the retail buyers, they're not, I mean, kind of, but as rates continue to rise, that, that'll certainly change. Uh, and so we're, preparing and arming ourselves um, for as things start to change and prices start to maybe contract or 
um, you know, stabilize or whatever it is. Cause this appreciation, the way it's happening, it, it can't happen forever. Like putting a house on the market and expecting 80 offers over list. It's just, it's not sustainable long-term. Right. So we had a good run. Um, but for us, we, we're, we're looking at getting into short-term rentals, uh, in destination spots. Um, we're also looking at, uh, potentially doing some buy and holds from a rental standpoint because of the exit that happens at the end, uh, as well as doing, um, some other passive things. Uh, there's an individual that's in our, uh, passive income mastermind. He's got a really, really cool opportunity, uh, with some oil and gas stuff, um, that works kind of like a syndication, you know, and I, I think, I think, uh, Haraguchi will talk more about that, but so, I mean, there's some really, really cool things that are on the horizon for, for us that, you know, we want to, we want to be ready for. And I think that's the biggest thing is just being ready and not being rushed uh, and feeling like you have to take advantage of an opportunity because the market is in this weird place. This Great is what, in, in my limited experience, right. Of, of doing investing, what I've learned is that behind every opportunity is another opportunity. It's like, you don't have to take advantage of something that's in front of you because another opportunity will be right behind it. And so it's okay to pass on a deal. It's okay to let an opportunity go. Um, and, and so for us, we're, we're wanting to be very patient right now uh, about what we do next. I, I love what you said there, JD. And if, as you're listening to what JD's saying, one of the biggest challenges when you're making the change from the Wall Street mindset to what we're talking about here is lack of exposure to opportunities mm. because wall street shuts that part of your brain down. You don't even see opportunities because your money's locked up and it's only limited to the very few things that they say you can invest in. So you don't even look for opportunities. When you break out of that, one of the biggest challenges that I've seen, and I have personally gone through it myself, is you get into the wrong deals because you think, oh, well, this is the only thing. I, this is what I need to get into when there's a million opportunities. That's one of the benefits of being in our masterminds is exposure to the collective minds of all these different investors, what they've done well, what they've not done well. And you, then you can proactively invest in things that are the right fit for your investor DNA. So I'm not... I'm just not trying to make plugs here, but at the same time, like take what JD's saying and apply it to yourself. Earn. what's on the horizon? What's coming is, is something that I'm really excited about. And again, just been patiently waiting to get off the ground. Uh, we're working on starting a land flipping business with a, a partner who has been very successful flipping land uh, himself for, for many years. And um, I'm just excited to get into that asset class. I, I love raw land and what we've been learning about this, the, 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 the land contracts and how you're able to, to sell the land and the benefit that it gives the buyers, but also the, just the, the better protection it gives the sellers uh, in, in case of any issues. And, and just looking at the market right now, I think as we look at just cost of living go way up. I think there might, there's my suspicion is that there's a lot of people out there who have owned land for a long time who are about to feel the squeeze and are going to want to get rid of it. And so I think this is a, a perfect time to be, to be moving in. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And so that's, you think that'll be a Q3, Q4 kind of thing? That is uh, hopefully a, a beginning of Q3 launch, working out operating agreement now. And, and I know he's, he's ramping up some of the, some of the team that, that he has in place now, just to, just to start this side segment, this new business. And, and so preparations are, are hopefully going to be completed here soon. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, round us out. Still working on selling uh, two of my long-term rentals, which will create a capital gain scenario. Um, and then we're looking at selling another property, which will create a third capital gain scenario. And in order to solve that problem, we are going to be exploring uh, is just dropped on today's podcast, uh, Mark Livingston's uh, carbon capture uh, deal. So we're in the process of uh, evaluating that and reviewing it as a way to shelter those dollars. Because again, it's not how much you save, it's how much you get to keep. And so we're going we're gonna to be making some money off of these sales, hopefully. And we want to keep all that money. And so let's figure out a way to offset it. Uh, but the thing that I'm like, two things I'm really excited about is one, those moves are, if, if you want to talk about, you know, setting a hard date, giving yourself, you know, a, a motivating timeline to get things done. Uh, we just uh, set my fiance to go down to halftime at her job. So she went from working four nines as a nurse now to now down to working two tens. Uh, she'll be transitioning into that. So that's going to be a 50% pay cut and which ironically is the exact amount that I had set for myself as a target goal of increasing my passive income by every month. So my 2022 passive income uh, target increase in cash flow is exactly her 50%, which is not what I planned on from the beginning, but it just happened and I'm like, okay, well, we're not quite there yet. So now we have a deadline. Um, Cause I know when she goes to halftime and those dollars have got to be in place. And so that's going to be awesome to have that motivating. But the, the other piece of the puzzle that's really on the horizon, which is kind of coming in now is we're, we're getting the pieces together is creating a, a kind of like a private pooling fund, you know, figuring out, Hey, there, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of our friends and our family who have lazy dollars and they want to do something, but either they don't know there's a barrier to entry or whatever the reason is. And so we're working to create an opportunity for them to invest with us so that we can then go take those dollars and get into some of those deals that they couldn't buy themselves and still generate a return for them and naturally give us a, a little slice on the side. So I'm actually really excited about that because if the idea is to help other people and a rising tide lifts all ships, then uh, let, let's go ahead and push that tide in. I love that. Now, I have a quick question. Some would hear you say the long-term rentals that you have, you're now selling. And they would say, wait a minute, Mark. Um, I thought you were about cash flow. I thought you were about passive income. What, what caused that spark for you to say, I need to move on from these? Long-term rentals are still a phenomenal way to create cash flow. There's a lot of good things in it. You get cash flow, you get depreciation schedules, you get some write-offs, you also get downrange appreciation as a bonus. To me, that's the icing on the cake. If you're getting into long-term rentals, banking on uh, appreciation, I've got some stories for you, uh, which I'll save for another day. 
But the reason I am deleveraging out of those is I am shifting my focus. Uh, I want to have more passive things. I don't want to deal with the tenant not paying. Ernie's got a tenant who's working. I had a tenant who literally sat and round and did nothing but turn my brand new house that I let him rent into a dump. Oh. I saw the photos because because it was a brand new build and this dude was the first guy that got in there. And so I sent my home inspector in within a year to get the, the builder on warranty. And the photos that were taken, this guy turned a brand new home into a garbage dump. Oh. The entire back deck was covered about, I'd say at least four to five feet tall with garbage bags. The entire uh -huh. garage was filled with like bags and crud and stuff. And I'm like, this guy isn't working. How does he afford all this stuff? What is in here? Those things uh -huh. weren't a part of the lease. Like that's not what you like put him in here to, there to do. I didn't realize he was renting a storage facility. Oh, that's right. He wasn't even paying. Mm. I paid two out of 10 months. You should have been paying him as hard as he is working to do all that. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute. Uh, Again, just, you know, it happens, right? Statistically, you're going to have some misses. You're going to have some strikeouts. Uh, you're going to get that tenant that's just a lame duck. Uh, and it happens. I'm, I'm just always thankful when I have them because I go, oh, that means the good part's coming. <laughs> well, but that's, it's good that for you to say like, hey, there's some of these that were meant to be passive income. They ended up being a drag on some of your, like your expense, it became an expense um, in that particular scenario. The other part is you now have knowledge of other opportunities that you feel more confident, either line up with your investor DNA or will get you to your goal faster, whether that be to cover your fiance's you know, salary decrease or whatever it may be. I just love the fact that you, you really line that out for us because there's people listening right now who have a goal in mind, but they haven't necessarily built their plan to get there. And they're kind of like palms up, like, okay, where do I start? Um, these coaches, they're not just talking about this stuff, right? They're living it and breathing it. And that's why they're the best in the industry. Guys, um, if somebody wants to meet with you, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. Um, they'll talk to you about their story, your story, and help you get started in the inner circle or the Pacifica mastermind. This is where people's lives are being changed every single day. Um, and by the way, we're about to get into the inner circle. So I've got to let us go guys without doing a, um, I've kind of gone long. So I'm going to just do a, a, a signing off for now and we'll see you on the next coach's corner next quarter. As always, thanks for listening. If you got value today, please share this, rate us, review us, all the things. So that Only the if you're going to leave five stars. If you're not going to leave five stars, don't rate us or review us. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, we do need some five stars. That would be fantastic. Thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.